Welcome to Off The Record. I'm your host, Marika, and I'm a dietitian, nutritionist, and recovering perfectionist. Join me each week as I bring you raw and real conversations with inspiring men and women discussing matters in health and nutrition that are often swept under the rug. Sit back, relax, pour yourself a cup of coffee or a wine, and enjoy learning from conversations that help us to understand the messiness of what it means to be a healthy and balanced human. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Off the Record. On today's episode, I am joined by Maddie Edwards, who is a certified and practiced beauty therapist who has sought to convert her years of work in the beauty and skin space into practical, raw, and informative journey into skin and self-love. So very up my alley. Maddie experiences hormonal acne as well as eczema, and her main goal is to help others facing a similar reality find some sort of peace and solace via her Instagram and YouTube channels. So in this episode, we really dive into um, issues around sort of self-acceptance when you do have skin issues and also discussing uh, the role of the beauty industry and also how Maddie sort of juggles uh, struggling with skin herself whilst working in the beauty industry. So this is a juicy episode. I hope you guys enjoy uh, and yeah, let's dive in. All righty. Welcome to the podcast, Madeline. Now, do you like Madeline or Maddie? Maddie is good. Yeah. Maddie's good. Okay. Much more casual. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you so much for being on this podcast today. I am really excited for what we're going to talk about, um, all things skin and unrealistic beauty expectations. Now, not everybody's going to be able to see me, but I have a massive Band-Aid on my nose at the moment. <laughs> um, so I feel like this is perfect timing to have a skin conversation. Um, but I guess I wanted to start with a little bit about you and your skincare journey. So could you tell us about your skincare journey or your skin journey? Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to have this little chat. Um, so with my skincare journey, I breezed through primary school, high school with really, really clear skin. Um, really took that for granted because I it was Same. something I just yet yeah, never even thought about. And then I think I was about maybe 19 or 20 and I just started to get cystic acne across my cheeks and um I don't know I kind of thought oh this is so weird but it'll go away and then it just never really went away and ever since I'm 26 now so yeah I've been dealing with hormonal acne for seven years now it was definitely harder at the start than it is now it's just something I've accepted and it's part of me and I deal with it and yeah, I guess that's as far as it goes. Mm. And one of the things that stands out to me there is that you said that you've sort of learned to accept it. What does that like look like in terms of coming to acceptance? Like how did you actually come to that? Was it that a long journey? Did that sort of come as a result of something happening or? Yeah, I guess Instagram was the catalyst there. Like I guess I felt quite alone having acne as an adult, you know, like that's kind of 18 and 19 is kind of the time where all of your friends are coming out of that like weird skin phase, you know, like everyone has acne in high school and then after school you have a glow up and your skin clears or that's what you think. Um, So like, yeah, I was probably the only one out of my friend group who had acne and I felt really alone and I I didn't want to go out. 
at nighttime because like, you know, if like that was my clubbing phase and when the lights are like hitting you, you're like, oh, I'm going to, I don't know, it's going to create shadows on my face and stuff like that. Um, And then this was like before I would call myself a content creator or anything. I just like, I was posting videos on YouTube. So I had some followers on Instagram, but not that many. Um, But yeah, I just started posting photos of my skin and then like the following just kind of came with that. And then with the following also came the confidence because I, I realized most of my lack of confidence was I just felt like outcasted, I guess. I just didn't have anyone to relate to. And that was what made me feel, I guess, ugly, which is really sad to say, but I just didn't like the way that I looked because I was too busy comparing to like my friends. But when I realized that there's other people going through the exact same thing as me, it just, yeah, I've, found solace in that and comfort in that Mm, that's so true and um I feel you I literally had perfect skin up until I was 29 I think on my 29th birthday it's just broken and it's a little bit better at the moment but it's been pretty bad and pretty painful for like the last 18 months um so yeah I so feel you on the like you think that it's gonna get better you think that like you you pass your teenage years then you're fine (laughs) yeah exactly like, what a nice happy birthday for you, yeah. 29 years from acne. I know. I'm like, surely you can't get wrinkles and acne at the same time. This is not a thing. Oh, it's so unfair. Um, no, but the other thing that I think for me has led to the acceptance of it, and and maybe, again, it's an age thing as well. Like, you know, as we get older, we start to accept these things about ourselves. And, you know, when you're in your teenage years, it is really challenging to um, mm-hmm. sort of I guess self-acceptance is a skill and as a teenager a lot of people don't have that skill unless they've been specifically taught that skill of self-acceptance exactly Um, but for me I think that and I still do it now you know when I'm walking around you know on the esplanade here going for a bit coastal walk and stuff I'm looking and it's probably not a good thing to say but I'm looking at people's skin and I'm like everybody has normal skin and that's that's such a real thing to sort of experience so I can understand why people would have been drawn to your Instagram is because it's mm-hmm. showing what is actually happening in real life because when you walk yeah. down, you know, the beach and you look at people's skin, if you're really looking at it, if you can really see it, like if they're not wearing makeup and those sorts of things, that is what skin looks like. Like everybody has yeah. different lumps and bumps and marks and those sorts of things. It's just on social media or sometimes within our like small friend groups, we might not see that diversity there. Exactly. It's so just like refreshing is the perfect word when you do see like whether it's in real life someone you know unapologetically going out and about without makeup on and like I don't think you look at someone and say like oh yuck look at their skin you look at them and you're like oh yes that kind of gives me confidence to go out and not wear makeup as well and it's like the same on Instagram like rather than well from my point of view you know as a content creator I could go and edit my photos and pretend that my skin doesn't look the way that it does. But I also have an opportunity to kind of, you know, use it as a power. You know, I, you know, this is me in my rawest form. You might look the same. And if you do, like, that's fine. It's normal. Exactly. And I love that so much. And that was what sort of drew drew me to you and your Instagram is just the fact that you are showing like these raw, unfiltered, bare skinned photos, Mm. which is not something that we do see a lot of um online is that something that was like a really conscious decision of yours when you did create your Instagram actually it wasn't like I when I started to create beauty content it was actually pretty hard and I was editing my photos a little bit because 
like just like smoothing my skin out because I just felt like no brands were going to repost me if I had bumpy skin or like even like skincare brands, like why would skincare brands want to work with me when I have acne? It's going to look like their products don't work. Um, mm. So if I, I felt like if I wanted to grow in the skin and beauty space, I would have to have perfect skin because I felt like that's what everyone else that I followed had. Um, and then I just had this fear of like stepping out and walking out of the house and if I was ever recognized, I would never want people to be like, oh, you've got acne. I didn't know you had acne. Like you you blur it out in photos. I never wanted to be known as somebody who edits their photos and that's kind of who I was becoming. So, and it, it honestly gave me anxiety walking out. Not that I get recognized that often, but I just feel like, um, I guess maybe in Melbourne, like everyone kind of, it's like a tight knit kind of thing. So sometimes in my local area, like I would get recognized and it was just like such, oh, I was so scared to be known as that mm-hmm. girl who like w- looked different in real life to what she did on Instagram. So then I remember like when my acne got really bad, um, across my cheeks once it was like a new flare up. I was like, I'm done. Like I, I want to post what I really look like in my rawest form. And it was not like maybe a little bit scary because I was scared of what people might think because that was kind of the first time that I'd ever shown this is what it really looks like. But at the same time, I felt so comfortable and good doing it. Like I felt like I was just laying it all out on the table, being like, this is me, take it or leave it, even like to brands, like, you know, I love that so much. Yeah, like work with me or don't work with me, but I'm not going to pretend that I am someone or I look a certain way when I don't or when I'm not, you know? Yeah, I, I, that's such a powerful thing to sort of say to yourself and then mm. also to the industry I think as well is to go, well, this is who I am, this is my skin, are you willing to work with me or are you not? So I think that's such a great outlook to have on that. Um, I found personally that like the more, and I guess for those who obviously don't have a platform online, but you know, when, like you said, when you post online and you showed your skin, it sort of then like, yeah, you get that fear for that short period of time, but then it sort of, you realize that nothing bad happens. Like it's not, you know, the world doesn't implode. Like not, you're not going to get all of these like hate messages of people going, oh, well, I'm unfollowing you because you're ugly. And if you do, then who cares? Like goodbye. That's exactly <laughs> it. Like why the hell would I want those kind of people following me? And that is so just like not online as well. Like you actually probably will meet like crappy people who are shallow and might judge you for your skin or like might treat like I know that I've been treated differently when I'm not wearing makeup to when I am and like that is so weird and if somebody's gonna treat me like crap because my skin looks the way that it does I do not want that kind of oh like I used to work like kind of in the music industry and it's a very like male heavy industry and like when I would wear makeup the guys would like treat me normally or like they'd kind of just talk to me, you know, like a normal person. And then when I wasn't wearing makeup, I would get treated like a completely different person. Like people like wouldn't even really care to talk to me. Or if I said something, they'd just like, they'd look at me and then kind of acknowledge that I spoke and then look away. Or like, even if not talking in that industry, um, when I worked at a cafe um, when I was 19, this was when I just started getting acne, like we'd have regular customers 
and the customers when I was wearing makeup they'd like treat me so nicely and then when I wasn't wearing makeup they'd be like oh you look so tired or like what's wrong look at your skin and like actually the sad thing is I don't think a lot of people mean it in a bad way but it's so rude yeah and it's the same as like commenting on somebody's body like just don't comment like there's no need for you to make a comment there's no need and we'll get into this later but there's no need for the unsolicited advice like we do not need it um but yeah I think for that the average person who's you know worried about going out there in you know without makeup or anything like that is that building that confidence and realizing it's not as bad as what you play it out to be in your head and the people that are going to give you that sort of reaction are not your people and they're not people that you should be spending time with and your energy with yeah it says so much more about them than it will ever say about your skin like that is so weird (laughs) yeah um so when you actually work in the beauty industry now I believe or currently or was or what's I your was practicing well I'm a beauty therapist and I have been a beauty therapist since I was 20 and um yeah I was working in salons with skin and then I started specializing in um Brazilian and brow waxing um and then I opened my own business um which I just stopped at the start of this year so that I could really focus on content creation because something like that might not last forever whereas my qualification and my love for you know looking after people in that kind of way always will I can always go back to that but I was like I might as well give this a shot while I can because who knows like where it can take me or could end tomorrow who knows might as well give it a shot that's such a good approach um what drew you to beginning working in this field was it your skin journey that sort of drew you there or were you already thinking about it yeah, actually, no, it didn't have anything to do with my skin. I actually wanted to be a nurse because um, I just really loved looking after people and helping people feel good and comfy. Um, but I had a phobia of pus, which is so funny because then I just ended up dealing with pus for the rest of my life. Um, I just, I don't know why at the time I was like, no, there's no way I'm ever going to like be able to deal with people if they get like infected wounds or something. Like maybe nursing isn't for me. I'll go to beauty therapy because you're still looking after people. And, you know, so I started studying and as soon as I did, I just fell in love with it. I couldn't believe like everyone didn't want to do that. It was just. (laughs) That's so beautiful. Yeah. I guess it's just the same thing as the Insta thing for me. Like it's so, it's such a community, you know, like you get to see your clients every month or so, like when you're looking after them for their skin as a facial or even waxing and you just, it's such a nice community and you look after them, but they also look after you. It's, uh, being a beauty therapist is such a rewarding job. It's amazing. Oh, that's so good to hear. And how did you navigate that having your own skin issues as well? You were speaking about, you know, being in the industry and having acne and, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, how did that make you feel? How did you navigate it? Did you have any issues um, in the beginning? Yeah, it was it was really weird. So it was when I was studying that I kind of start. I think I started studying when I was 19. That was when I started to experience acne I um I I thought it was originally because we were doing facials at school and like you were using so many different products like every week and I just thought that was my skin freaking out and it actually wasn't (laughs) so um it just kind of progressed and got worse and worse and it was just my hormones but then when I started working in like clinic or like salon 
um, with people's skin, it was really hard for me to, you know, I knew so much and I knew what I was talking about and I loved what I was doing, but a lot of people found it hard, understandably, to take advice from me when my skin looked the way that it did. They're like, okay, you're recommending me this product, but I'm looking at your face and it's making me not want to use this product. Like, is this what she's using? Why is her skin like this? Um, so yeah, that, that was definitely something that I just, I didn't even know how to deal with it. And I still, I still don't. I just think there's certain people that don't understand that skincare isn't just about what you're putting on your face or what you're eating. There's so much other stuff that can go on and cause acne. And I think until more people realize that, um, it's going to be really hard being for any kind of person who works in skincare to be taken seriously. If you've got acne yourself, it's, I I don't even know how to offer any advice really. I just think maybe the more we talk about it and have things like this, you know, more people will understand that acne is not just about skincare and diet. Exactly. I'm so glad that you added the diet in there as well, because that's the thing that I, as a dietitian, then get thrown out in the same sort of situation. People like, well, you know, are you eating too much of that, too much of that? It's like, it's not my diet. (laughs) Exactly. Like, you know what you're talking about. (laughs) Um, so, you know, I, I completely feel where you're coming from on that front. And it is such a tricky, tricky thing to navigate because when it comes to skin issues, there are so many, like, and not just acne, any sort of skin issues, there's so many things at play. Genetics being such a big one of them as well, which, you know, we don't have control over ultimately. Um, and skincare, I guess, and beauty, I mean, you obviously know a lot more about it than me, but like, that's a beautiful addition to your routine and the things that you can do to look after your skin, but it's not necessarily something that's going to cure your acne or any skin condition necessarily. It's something that you can proactively do to try and make it better. Yeah, exactly. And like, I, I think there are things that you can do topically to maybe, you know, reduce the inflammation not even inflammation just reduce the frequency of your breakouts or flare-ups if it's eczema or whatever it is there's definitely products that can help with like how long the breakouts last or how angry they are how often they come but to fix it or cure it like you said like you there's only so much you can do from the outside Mm. And so as somebody who's struggled with acne, is that what's then the next step for you? Is it that step of acceptance or is there something else that you sort of, you know, would be recommending to people like that? Honestly, yeah, it's so much easier said than done, but I would say acceptance because now like the I've been to naturopaths and dietitians and dermatologists and I'm like that it's kind of weird to me when I think about how much money I've spent on trying to, you know, like fix something, I'm like, this is just how I am. This is just my hormones. And I'm now at the stage where I'm like, if I have to deal with this for the rest of my life, I'm so okay with that. This is just something that my body is going through. And it's something that I've got to deal with. And it makes me feel better now that I've realized that it's not something I have to fix. Like that's what everyone always comments on my Instagram. They're like, why would you not just go on Rakutane? I'm like, I just don't want to put my body on a medication that, you know, has however many side effects just because I've got pimples, you know? I'm like, are they actually that bad? Like what's actually wrong with them? I don't, don't, they're not offensive. Like I'm not offended by them. Are you, you know, like I, I just think 
if you rewire your brain, which again, a lot easier said than done, but yeah, once, if you can get around the fact that like, it's just your skin and it's normal, you know, it's fine. You don't have to get rid of it. It's, I don't know. It's a lot easier to deal with. That's for sure. Absolutely. And you worded that so well. And I would say the same thing again, from a nutrition perspective is people said to me like, well, you, I still see you eat chocolate or I still see you eat that. It's like, yeah, I'm going to live my life. Like if that means that I get pimples, like if I literally, if somebody said to me like cut out chocolate altogether and you won't ever get a pimple again. No, like I'd rather have the pimples (laughs) and eat the chocolate. I am so with you there. Like I'm so with you there. I, like I know that like for me wine it I get eczema as well by yeah. the way it flares up my eczema so badly and I'm like some nights just call for a wine and I've just got to weigh it up in my head like is it going to be worth the flare up the next day and if for me at the time the answer is yes I'm like okay I'll deal with it maybe someone else just can drink without even thinking about that but for me I have to, I have to think about that and I'm okay with it. And then the most annoying part is, you know, people are like, oh, why don't you just like cut out wine? Or like you said, why don't you just, all you have to do is cut out dairy, sugar, gluten, wheat. And it's just like, okay, (laughs) (laughs) no thanks. I'd rather live my life. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's exactly what you said though, is it comes down to, well, what's it worth? Like, it's just a few bumps on my skin. Like, yes, they're painful. Yes. They don't look like what beauty says is attractive, but if it's part of me and who I am and it means that I can go out and enjoy my life by having wine, chocolate, those sorts of things, then that's part of me and that's just going to have to, you know, maybe it will come, maybe it will go, maybe it will get better, maybe it will get worse, but that's just who I am right now and we're dealing with that. That is just so true and, like, for me there's nothing what I feel horrible about myself if I've let the way that my skin looks decide on what I'm going to do, you know, like make decisions for me. And also, like you said, there's the feeling like eczema is so uncomfortable. Acne can be really painful. And I think if it's that and it's affecting you mentally, then obviously you have to listen to your body. Like if you don't want to go out and if you're not enjoying putting makeup on this bumpy skin today because you're feeling a bit off, then that's fine. But if it's out of insecurity or feeling like you're ugly, that is just so sad. It like ruins the quality of your life. And the point you raised there around mental health, I think is a really um, important discussion to be having as well, is that sometimes these um, issues with skin and acne can lead to quite severe mental illness. And Mm. yes, that is somewhere where you do need to be reaching out for help, whether it be for your skin or for the mental illness or both together. Um, it can have a really yeah. serious impact on the mental well-being of people. So if you are listening to this and you feel like it really is impacting your um, self-worth and your mental health, then please do reach out to your doctor because this is something that it, it, it's a very real thing. It's not like we're trying to say that, oh, we'll just, you know, accept it. If it's affecting you in that way, it's something worth talking about. And it doesn't make you weak either to ask for help. Like I also have a privilege, you know, I know my skin's not that bad like people might even look at my skin and be like acne like okay if she thinks her skin's bad then what's mine like you know you have to ask for help sometimes and that is just so okay I don't want to make it sound yeah like it's just oh all you have to do is like rewire your brain and everything's really easy after that (laughs) like it's not as easy as that not at all and I think also there is a journey of um 
you know, trying things and, and finding out what does work for you and what you're willing to do, what you're willing to spend money on. Because particularly mm. in the beauty industry, I think that cost is a, a very big thing. And I guess when your self-esteem and your confidence is tied to it, there's a lot of industries that are trying to make money off your low self-esteem or low <laughs> confidence, unfortunately. That's so true. Um, so I think that for me, when I'm sort of talking to people about this, it's sort of saying, well, again, what's it worth to you? Like, do you have the money to spend all of this, you know, money on, um, on treatments that may not work or on appointments that may not provide a big difference? Um, and if you do, and if that's what you want to spend your money on, absolutely fine. But I also would hate on the flip side for people to be like, well, I can't afford to go see the naturopath, the dietitian, the dermatologist, get acupuncture, do all of these things. They're not the most important thing when it comes to a skincare journey and the evidence behind them is not that strong. So it's not mm-hmm. that you're missing out by not doing all of that. Actually, a dermatologist mm-hmm. is probably something that is worth going to if you are struggling. Yeah, agreed. Like a dermatologist definitely could help but also like I think I've only seen a dermatologist once and it wasn't even for my acne or anything it was just for my eczema because that was like impacting my life so much that I literally couldn't get out of bed in the mornings because my skin behind my knees and like in every crease I had was so tight that I literally couldn't get out of bed it was so hard so I think yeah if it's something that you just can't deal with anymore then yeah maybe see a dermatologist because it's it's professional medical help you know and sometimes you need that and particularly if it's damaging your mental health by doing it so for example on the diet side like there's a lot of restrictive diets that people go on for um their acne and that then can turn into an eating disorder and those sorts of things so it's like you don't actually want to make your health worse in the process of doing this that is so true i um tried the keto diet for my acne because people said that i don't know like i'm sure you'll know more about this than i will but a lot of people said that can have like a good effect on your hormones if they're imbalanced, like a keto diet. I don't know. But anyway, it actually was really good. My skin definitely cleared up. But then because it's so like um, you really have to focus on all the macros and stuff, I did. I got obsessed, not like eating disorder level or anything like that, but I've never really been obsessed with calorie counting or anything like that. And all of a sudden I was. And you're so right. You're like, wow, I can really see how this would spin people out Mm. quickly as well. Yeah. And then it comes down to, again, like that cost benefit, like, is it worth, you know, if it does, and again, like that's not going to clear up everybody's skin, you know, it might've made a difference for your skin, but is that actually worth the clearing up that it gets for the impact that it's having on, you know, your diet in terms of being restrictive or in your mental health in terms of becoming obsessive around, um, you know, the tracking or whatever it may be. Um, and then also from a nutrition perspective, like are, are you missing out on nutrients or whatnot from being on a restrictive diet as well? So, um, mm. so many things to like weigh up there for people, which I can you can see why people get so confused yeah. and overwhelmed in the industry. There's so much information out there and everyone knows, everyone knows everything, don't they, you know? That's actually though, it's even a question that I've asked myself on Instagram because obviously as someone with acne, I think it's so funny how things have changed in only three years because before I used to think that brands wouldn't work with me because I had acne, but now it's the opposite. Like every day I get like 10 emails like um, we've got this anti-acne brand and blah, blah, blah. Obviously I, I don't take all of them, but I do take the ones that I know and love and have worked for me. 
And like, I even sometimes feel weird about that because I'm like, okay, yeah, so this so-and-so serum has worked for my acne. Now you should go out and buy it because it'll work for you as well. Like sometimes it makes me question, I don't know, the whole like influencer thing. I'm still kind of finding my feet in it. And I, I, I'm talking about it now because like I would love, I guess, to hear what other people think about it or I should even reach out to influencer friends of my own, like to see if it's anything that they've ever thought about. But sometimes I do feel weird, like advertising products when I'm also advertising self-love and like, you should love yourself no matter how your skin is. I'm like, I don't know. It's just something I think about. I think that's a really good thing to think about. And I think that comes down to authenticity is what you're, I guess the thing that you're talking about is that message of yeah, how authentic is it? And um, I think that there's no right or wrong answer there that, you know, absolutely like, you know, if there's a product that you do love and that you do, you know, has worked for you, that there's no issue with you sharing that with other people, provided that you're saying that this has worked for me, not that it's going to work for you. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But no, I don't, I do see where you're coming from in the sense that like, you know, where's the balance between, um, yeah, I guess like promoting a product and the self like acceptance as well. Cause there is a balance there between going, well, you should just stop caring about, you know, buying products and those sorts exactly. of things and just accept you, uh, which is a really like challenging concept. And actually one I want to have on the podcast um, at some point around like even things like, you know, fillers and Botox and plastic surgeries, like can you be uh, pro like body positive and to get all of these things done? Like, because for some people, like, I, I know friends who've had like boob jobs done and those sorts of things and it has changed their life because it's given them a confidence that they just did not have before. And I sort of am above the belief that like as long as, like you said earlier, like as long as you're not doing it because you think society thinks that you should be like that, then mm. whatever, like go ahead and do it if it's going to make you feel better. But yeah. don't ever do it on the expectation that you are a better person because you've spent the money on that or because you've bought the product or whatever it is. So I think that it really comes down to the messaging. And I don't think, yeah, there is a right or wrong answer there. But I think it's really good that you're actually thinking about that because a lot of influencers, I would say, don't even think about that. Yeah, I guess it's just, yeah, I, I've i got younger sisters myself and I they're the youngest two are 14 and 16. So I guess everything I post, I'm kind of like, you know, how would they take that? You know, I guess I want to be like an, I want to help them feel confident in their own skin and every girl their age or every girl who's struggling with confidence. Like I just want to help. And I'd be so scared to, you know, confuse anybody, but I guess you're, things are always confusing on the internet. You can (laughs) Google anything and you'll see like a hundred different answers. So I guess everyone can take and leave what they want to take and leave. Mm. And have you noticed um, a shift in the industry in terms of you said that brands are more willing to work work with you now you're worried about that they weren't. Is that, do you think, a shift in the industry changing to be more accepting? I really do. I also think that I'm like the token acne girl. (laughs) Like I feel like a lot of brands are like, oh, we need someone with like acne or pimples for this. Oh, yeah, we'll choose Maddie, which like, at the start, I was also a bit weirded out by. I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to back myself into a corner and just be that acne girl. Um, and, you know, now I'm just like, okay, it's kind of cool. Like I can help people feel empowered and, you know, just normal. Um, 
So there's that element, but I also do think that, yeah, the industry is definitely changing and just in so many ways, there's like a a lot of room to grow definitely. Like they have, the industry hasn't made it, but I think like the standards of beauty are definitely expanding and, you know, they've made room for more people and it's not, I don't think it's as, you know, one size fits all as it used to be. I think there's, yeah, a I think if you asked a lot of people who five or 10 years ago felt left out or like they didn't have any representation in the industry, I think, yeah, their ideas would have changed by now for sure. Yeah, it's definitely, I think, heading in a better direction. I definitely think we're far from perfect, but um, Mm. I I do agree with you though with like sort of the tokenism of some of um, from body image and from beauty standards as well. It's like it does feel a bit tokenistic, I think, in some cases. And I guess... For people on the outside, I guess, looking into those brands, I think it comes down to like reading, is it tokenistic in the sense that, you know, have they just got that one person that they pop up to sort of get their points and sort of their their brownie points to say, yes, we've got, you know, the person of colour. Yes, we've got the person with acne. Yes, we've got the plus size person. But they're not incorporating that into their brand story and their brand messaging and everything. It's just like, yeah, we're ticking a box and moving on. Um, So I, I think for a consumer yeah, it's it's looking deeper than ticking boxes and being aware of the brands that are doing it and that are not doing it. Exactly. So you promote such a positive um, confidence skin message on your social channels. Is this actually easy or are you, do you have days where it is really hard and that you do struggle with your skin and your confidence still? I think the days that I struggle are usually the days that it's painful. The look of it, very rarely gets to me, but the feeling is something, yeah, that I do find hard to deal with. And yet that's when it affects me mentally. But in saying that, like, it's never, it's never hard for me to show the real me online. Like, honestly, it actually really helps me. I know that like it helps other people, but it's such a two-way street. Like it really helps me still. Like sometimes like my sisters, I've got four sisters and they've all got beautiful skin and like, if I look at them and compare my skin to them, sometimes I'm like, oh, like, why did I get this? This is so unfair. So then sometimes it's like Instagram's my nice little community of, you know, people that are going through the same thing as I am. And it's just that that's just really comfortable. I've got such a beautiful community of people that follow me. I'm so lucky because like I do get the odd comment, but often when I go and check who that's come from that person's not even following me they've just like come to my page um but yeah I'm so lucky so I would definitely say I do like to keep it positive I honestly if I am feeling a bit off I won't talk about it which I probably should because that kind of goes back to what we were saying before like I don't want to make it seem airy fairy and like things are always easy and it's as simple as changing your mindset because It's not like it's a lot of work that you have to do on yourself and find, you know, you have to dig deep to find that like self-love and self-confidence and you have to go through a lot to get there. Um, So, yeah, that's an interesting question. Like maybe I do need to, it's kind of reminding me, maybe I should show the darker days. I don't really like to because it's not positive, but I think there actually could be some positivity in doing that. 
Yeah, I, I struggle with that as well. It's like when you're having bad days because people don't want to follow somebody. You know, you don't want to go on Instagram and see everybody having a downer day because that's just not really very inspiring exactly. to get on Instagram. Um, yeah. But I, I agree. I think, there's a, again, there's a fine balance and there's that realisticness, realisticness <laughs> um, of, <laughs> yeah, of being a real person and sort of going, you know what, like some days I do struggle with this and some days this is what happens. Um, just to show like the flip side of, you know, both situations that it's not always positive and I don't always love the way that my skin feels or looks or anything. Um, but yeah, I still agree with you with the pain, like when it feels painful and that somebody actually commented on the question box that I had um, this afternoon. They said that, you know, what do you do when it feels painful and then that makes you feel less confident? Like you don't feel that the confidence thing is an issue until you actually feel it pulsating all day. Yeah. Oh my God. Like sometimes they literally feel like they have their own heartbeat. (laughs) I'm like, am I growing another head? Like what is going on? Um, so when I am feeling like that, or like when I've got pimples like that, I just take a neurofin, like some anti-inflammatory. If I feel like crying for a sec, I will let myself cry. Like I'm not going to get down about it, but that is there. That's in me. I feel like I need to cry. I'm going to cry for however long, five minutes. And then in my head, I'm like, okay, you've dealt with it. And now you, you know, you know, it's there, you've dealt with it and now you need to move on. So to move on, I just like put a zit sticker on it or something. That's, um, this isn't a collab or an ad, but that's the brand that I use. They're like pimple patches. And in my opinion, they're the best. Like I've used them for so long. And, um, then, I don't have to look at it as well. Sometimes like if you feel something pulsating, sometimes you just want to look at it and you're like, oh, how's it going now? Oh, is it going down? Is it getting worse? If I put a zit sticker on it, then I don't have to look at it and that makes it easier. And I know that I've cried. I've had my, you know, Nurofen and I'll just move on. Yeah. And I agree with the zit stickers. I use the pimple patches as well. And I find that it just stops me touching them, which then obviously stops them getting worse um, because I'm putting my germy fingers on them. Um, so I think that they're such a great, like, I don't know whether they actually do anything. I, I've never looked into even the ingredients in them, but for me, just not being able to touch them, it makes such a big difference. And like you said, then it's sort of out of sight, out of mind when it's covered up like that. And you feel like you're doing something for it as well. Like, you know, it's not just sitting there getting worse. At least you've done something about it. <laughs> exactly. Um, the other thing I wanted to touch on briefly is you mentioned Roaccutane earlier and that it was just a decision that you decided. And we're not going to go too much into this because neither you or I are a medical professional. Um, but I just wanted to hear, like, I guess, was that something that was pushed upon you by medical professionals at all? Is that something that you've always said no to? Um, it, I mean, even me, I have very mild acne. I would say it's something that has been brought up to me on numerous occasions. And like you, I've sort of decided that that's not the route that I want to go down. Um, again, there is a time and a place for it and there's definitely a, yeah, definitely a time and a place for it. Um, but could you tell us a little bit more about that journey for you and the process of, I guess, being informed about Roaccutane? Um, so before I do talk about Roaccutane, I just want to say that I don't, I'm not like shaming because I didn't do it. It doesn't mean that it's like the right thing to do. Like you said, Marika, like I'm not a doctor. That was just my decision. Um, I'm not trying to shame anyone, you know, if you did decide to take Rakutane. For me, I went to the doctors for my acne once, not a dermatologist, just a doctor's, and they just said, go on the pill. So I did. That was like, I don't know, when I was 19 and first experiencing it. 
And even then it just felt funny. It felt like I was masking it, you know, like I probably have acne for a reason and I just feel like I'm putting a Band-Aid on it by taking the pill. But I stayed on the pill for like a year or two and came off it and that's when my acne got even worse afterwards. And I was like, oh, my God. And like I knew Roaccutane was a thing but I just like I'd had friends that had gone on it and I couldn't be bothered with the side effects. Like I I know two side effects that I'm just like, no, cannot be bothered with. Like the really, really dry skin you get. I already have eczema. I feel like my skin would crack off. Like I just yeah, don't, I don't think for eczema it would be something that would yeah. be recommended. <laughs> so that's one. And just like the mental toll it can take on you. I don't know why it does. Like I've never really looked into it, but I know like a lot of my friends who took it dealt with depression like really badly and they'd never dealt with depression before. It was it's a side effect of the medication. Um but that's not for everyone. Like some people are fine with it. So I don't want to like scare anyone or anything. This is literally, like you said, just my experience. So it goes back to that, you know, weighing, weighing it up. I'm like, nah, I don't want to put my body through that. I'd rather have pimples on my face. And, you know, I went to a naturopath to find out why I have acne. And that's when I realized that it was hormonal and just like, yeah, okay, that's how it is. I'll, you know, deal with it without medication. I'd rather just find that self-love that we were talking about but again some people need Rakutane. like some people I see on Instagram I'm like yep that was your last resort and I can see that and I'm so happy for you that you've done that for yourself like yeah you needed that because things get bad mentally it gets dark and you will do anything to just have clear skin sometimes so yeah I'm not against it but it just wasn't something that I would have done and I won't ever do it yeah and I think that it just comes down to having like the information in front of you so that you can make an informed decision because that for me is probably the most important thing because I think that like you said like I think it's actually a really great tool to use in an acne toolkit that you know Mm -hmm. some people will actually require it and some people it will provide a huge benefit for them um, and that it absolutely should be a consideration for people who have severe acne um, but not without knowing about the side effects. So the yeah, risks of depression, the risks of um, for those who are planning pregnancy, mm. um, the yeah, the dry skin and those sorts of things. So I think that it's yeah, absolutely no shame around using it whatsoever. And there is definitely time and a place that it provides such a great benefit. Um, so if you do need to use it, if you are using it, then that is so fine. Um, but I think that we also need education around, yeah, the risks and the side effects of it and knowing that the other option is that, again, if it doesn't feel that it's bad enough for you to have those side effects, then there is also some self-acceptance that you can work on that, you know, mm-hmm. you are still worthy, you are still beautiful, yeah. you are still loved if you have acne on your face. A hundred percent. And that's just so true. Like make sure I think like my biggest piece of advice is is that if you are considering Rakutane, make sure you get a second, even a third opinion because not everyone's right for it. And doctors literally just like I go to the doctors now for something like, I don't know, to get a prescription for eczema cream or something. And they're like, what about your acne? Have you tried Rakutane? <sighs> like doctors are like Rakutane and they just like throw it at you. Like they'll see one pimple and they'll be like, have you tried Rakutane? So like doctors do not tell people the side effects. So I would say definitely like get a few opinions and do your own research. 
Yeah, I think yeah, getting a few opinions from different doctors is a really good idea there. Mm. And if you are going on it, making sure, I think finding a good, and this is the hardest thing to do, but finding a really good GP is invaluable um, yep. because finding somebody who has your best interests at heart is the best thing there. So if you do have a good GP, if you do have somebody that you trust and somebody that you feel isn't going to, sorry, is going to help you on this journey, then great. Um, otherwise, definitely be looking at going to other GPs and getting other opinions or potentially, yeah, a dermatologist um, for another opinion as well. Mm. Um, so final question that I have for you is one that was asked so many times in my question boxes. How do we cover up? How do you cover up your acne with makeup? What are the <laughs> tricks? And I actually am really interested because I, I'm so bad with makeup. I just, I almost can't be bothered. And particularly since I've had more acne, like I very, I've got a little bit on today, but like I very rarely wear makeup because I just feel like it just feels like a lot on your skin when you've got acne. Um, Anyway, so that was the most popular question is what are your tips for covering it up? <laughs> I get that question all the time as well um, because, like, the thing is it's so hard. I don't know if anyone's ever seen that meme and I hope I can explain it properly. I feel like you'll get it. Have you ever seen that, like, meme and it says girls with acne and wearing makeup be like and then it's just a photo of those white chocolate magnums that have cookies underneath and it's like, <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? So, like, yes. it's so hard to cover your pimples without wanting to look like that magnum. <laughs> um, so, for day to day, I don't even wear concealer because I just want to be comfortable with the fact that I can put some makeup on and this makeup is to make me feel good. It's not to hide my pimples. I love my skin and I'm not ashamed of my pimples, so I'm not going to cover them today. And that's just for the daytime. But if I'm going out in the night and I want to feel like a new woman, like, you know, got a nice sexy dress on. I want to feel hot. Not that acne is not hot, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, then I will use a color correcting primer. So like a green primer, because that's going to cancel out any redness in your skin or like it's going to help. Um, Make sure you've done your skincare because makeup just sits nicer on pimples. Sometimes your pimples get like dry or like it depends what stage they're at but makeup doesn't always love sitting on top of them smoothly so make sure you've done your skincare beforehand then you use your green primer I do my foundation first and then the best concealer for me is the hourglass vanish seamless concealer I think it's called maybe only one of those words is used in it but if you google hourglass vanish concealer it's like full coverage but also hydrating it's not going to suck the life out of your skin and make it look crusty and then um powder it like powder it so that it's matte because if you've got like any kind of illuminating um makeup going on or um just any shine happening it's going to reflect off the texture of your skin and make it look bumpier and bigger than it actually is so make sure you're pimples are matte that that's so good no I love it and I I'm gonna add one to that is try not to squeeze them before you do because it just brings because <laughs> that's, that's what I always do it's so hard you're like in the mirror trying to cover yeah. this pimple and you're like this needs to be gone <laughs> it's the worst but if you do squeeze it I'm actually not against squeezing I was gonna like, say that was my next question actually do you squeeze or do you not squeeze if it's like a white head and I I always tell my little sister this, she's 14. I'm like, if you can get it out in like two goes, then yes. But if you're having to fully like 
squeeze, squeeze, then no, do not touch it because you'll make it worse. But if it's a white head and it's ready to pop, like I'm like, yeah, okay, just wash your hands or use toilet paper and do it like that. Um, and if it like is, I don't know, bleeding or stuff's coming out, you can just put like an ice block on it and it will kind of like stop anything coming out. And then you can put your makeup on, <laughs> but don't spread it around your face. <laughs> yes. Um, I actually found that the ice cube, um, on when they get like pulsating and painful as well, the ice cube on them, um, like obviously not straight on them because mm. it will just burn you with the ice, but having yeah. like a little bit of, um, a cloth there or something like that and putting ice on them is really therapeutic and like helps get that inflammation down um right then and there so yeah I think that's a really great tip if you want to be a little bit more luxe you can use those aceology ice globes they've got you just like Uh the little globes you just put them in the fridge so they're not freezing cold they're so nice if you've got inflamed skin like I don't know if they actually do anything but they feel so (laughs) good on those like pulsating blemishes who cares whether it does anything or not it's gonna feel good (laughs) um oh well I love that so much and thank you so much for your time today I think that um there's so much that we can take away from what you've said and particularly around you know building that confidence up and just becoming okay with having acne and having you know blemished skin and being able to walk out in the street and be confident and to be able to show our faces on social media and not compare. So thank you so much for being so raw and vulnerable online. It is making a world of difference to every single person out there. I'm so glad to hear that. Where can we find you online? Um, Online, (laughs) it's at Madeline Edwards. That's on Instagram. And then I do have a YouTube channel, but I haven't been very consistent. But if you do want to, I do have some educational skin videos there as well as vlogs. Um, And that's just Madeline Edwards. Amazing. Well, thank you so much again for your time. And um, I look forward to following you and your amazing journey on Instagram and online in the future. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode with Maddie. I find her so inspiring and her approach to confidence, to skincare, to self-love is just so real and something that I think that we need to be seeing more of, particularly on the online space, particularly on social media. Um, So kudos to Maddie for doing that. And if you are looking to mix up your perfectly perfect social media feed, I would highly recommend giving her a follow. Um, If you enjoyed this episode, please, I would love it if you could subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform, if you could rate and review, or if you would love to take a screenshot and share on social media by tagging me at Marika Day. All of your support makes the world of difference in making this podcast come to life. So I'm incredibly grateful for every part of it. And if you ever have suggestions for guests or episodes, then please send me a message. I am always open to hearing your suggestions. Thank you so much, guys. Have a wonderful week ahead and I will catch up with you.